before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, Jansen Mizrak, Peter Donahue. It's been a while since the three of us been in a room together. I know it. It's very exciting. Inspirational. Uh, yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, you two guys have been uh, absolutely sparking uh, in recent weeks. And uh, and despite the fact that you've been down with uh, Jansen with COVID, um, Prior to to that, you've been sparking. Yeah, he, uh, Jansen and I, we recorded the the first podcast uh, in a new series called "No Tips Allowed," and <laughs> it's it's a podcast that's that's it's the same it's the same you know it's on our same podcast. It's just one uh, episode's dedicated more to coaching. You know the deep di- the bone you know bones yeah. of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to talk about half sets and hickory golf, you go to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with Pete, with Pete it's and like Peter the, the metaverse. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you're getting that. I'm not sure. That's like There's the something for everybody. But, <laughs> you find your universe. But anyway, Pete, based on uh, what we're going to talk about, I thought, you know, this would be a good group, you know, a good, good segment. We have some coaching, uh, you know, coaching stuff to get into. I, yeah. You know, I just casually asked you a question the other day, and then, you know, a couple of days after that, I got an email from you. The the, the podcast bat signal has been, you know, you, <laughs> it's been alerted. You lit it. You lit it. You you normally don't. You normally don't light light the bat the bat signal. No. But but you did this time. So yeah. we're very excited um, <laughs> for the oh, next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hype. Um, yeah. So the. The question I asked you, I, I asked you, um, I asked you a question that someone else asked me, and it was like, it, shouldn't the coach's job be to to teach like grip, stance, and posture, or or is maybe a question of like how important are teaching the, those things? And I just asked you how you would answer that question, and um, so let's start there. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you came in and and uh, asked me, uh, you know. A very practical question, and you act, act, you know, you asked it from a from a practical standpoint. Like, if we were, you know, going to train our coaches, uh, you know, where would we start? You know, wouldn't it be with grip? Would you start with grip, stance, and posture? And I, I answered you like the Oracle of Delphi. Like I gave you a, uh, I didn't answer your question. I don't think I said no. I wouldn't. I'd. I'd uh, I'd teach them uh, how they can learn uh, from their own experiences, teach themselves, uh, and um, and then you know the more I thought about it, the more I thought I I didn't you know I I, I came at his question from a, a different angle, you know uh, would you teach grip stance and posture? Well. Uh, well, you, from my standpoint, you teach reach, swish, and angle. And you'd come at grip stance and posture from that angle, from that point of view. Okay. And, and, uh, and so, no, it's not like I wouldn't use grip stance and posture as a beginning point, but I, I wouldn't teach it in the way that it's generally taught. I see. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I guess I, d- I don't have much much <laughs> follow up. That's pretty good. That's pretty good set. I, I'm on board. Um, Why? Well, I have a couple questions. Yeah, so so reach swish and angle. What's angle? That that would how would you describe? Well, angle that? to me is like um, angle it over here. Hmm. Angle it off the wall. Got you it. Know, how would you, uh, you know, that's angles are, you know, how, how me as a kid and my, <coughs> my friends used to talk about direction. Yeah. You know, on the first level, um, you know, how would you, and then, you know, as we know, the golf swing is a, um, you know, is a, is a movement that happens in three dimensions. Or maybe, you know, maybe there's four. Is that time? I mean, is that an extra dimension? <laughs> you know, uh, but, um, but uh, you know, it's, uh, I think kids, at least Mike, the kid in me, looks at the face angle of the club, looks at the, 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 the tilt of the golf swing, the yeah. plane that we would refer to it, looks at the angle of attack, yeah. Uh, looks at all of those things, and and it all comes back to how do I angle this thing to direct the ball or to make solid contact with it? Because yeah. we know that you know a slanted plane exists between vertical, completely vertical, chopping down straight down on the ball, and completely horizontal, which is a kind of a sweeping circle motion around the body. Or you know a straight back drag motion, uh, back and through. So that's that's angle. Love it. Swish is a is starts with a brush to the ground. Yeah. And then becomes a sound. Yes. Well, that's I I like that one a lot because I I find myself um, as kind of the 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 speed coach uh, <laughs> around here sometimes as with using all the. The training aids that we have to help players swing faster, a lot of it is auditory-based training of where do you hear this whoosh, how loud can you make it, and yeah. then um, you know, can you, can, can you control or could you angle it, this whoosh, in different places? Or um, I call it a whoosh, and you call it a, what, a, a swish? Yeah, you know, but it's a same or, kind know, of thing, right? In, in my when I was brought brought up in the game, you know, somebody once described, you know, who wanted to describe the swing very simply as two turns and a swish, mm. right? And uh, <clears throat> at any rate, the turns seemed to be pretty easy to understand, but the swish seemed to be a a, a mysterious, like wah, miracle. Yeah. Like if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I I don't know why. <laughs> it's happening too fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could we could identify kind of slowed down positions like wrist wrist bow or wrist cupping or club face open and club face close, but we didn't know why in the world it was doing what it was doing <laughs> down at impact. Um, why did you come up with this philosophy? I mean, a lot of people just do grip stance posture. Yeah, because um, uh, because it, it's um, it's not fun <laughs> of start to start with. You know, it's it's like uh, it really slows everything down. 
It's very boring. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's an approach that would appeal to an adult who's been trained uh, in a verbal way in school for, you know, 16 years or, you know, however long we go through. And so it's what adults expect. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so for a long time it was the good medicine. You know, it's like that's if you were going to be a responsible teacher, that's what you did. You know, and 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 that's how you answered parents that said, "What is my child learning?" Yeah. You know, well, you know, we're 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 taking care of the basics. They're the found the the generally recognized fundamentals. And since certainly now, you know, adults who, uh, you know, who've grown up with a generation of that kind of teaching, that's what they value. You know, and that's what they recognize as good training. And so <clears throat> so you need to answer that because, you know, as a, as a golf teacher and as an educator of young people, your client is not only that, that child, but it's, it's their parents. Yeah. And so, um, so you need to, you need to uh, answer the, 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 the wants and the expectations of their parents and uh, and um, you know that's a very difficult thing for a lot of coaches to uh, to break or to be bold about breaking the mold yeah. uh, and so so essentially why I did it was because um, it, it grip stance and posture uh, the way it was taught in a directing way you know um, didn't get us into action I believed in in uh, activity-based learning. That is, let's do something and then let's draw out from that experience some things with good questions um, that would, you know, focus the mind in a direction where it wouldn't like be lost. Like, what are you asking me? I'm not sure what you're asking me. Um, and uh, and create tools or or references where uh, kids and students really um, were empowered, that they really could explain the, the causative effects of ball flight to themselves and, you know, and find the answers themselves. And so, um, so like that, I think that's it. Cool. Um, what do you also say that Teaching grip stance and postures doesn't work. Well, uh, yes, I, uh, I would, uh, I would. I, I, I've, I've watched it. Um, I've done it. I've watched it. I, uh, I know that it's, it's. Um, I watched it just recently, uh, as I've said, I think before. For the past few weeks, I've been on Wednesdays helping out a wonderful man, Juan Espeo, a. Uh, PGA golf professional down at Providence St. Mel's uh, school in in west west side of Chicago and uh, and Juan uh, is very very uh, he's got a lot of integrity and he's set up the program uh, in a way that's logistically really solid he's got snag clubs he's got uh, uh, birdie ball uh, launchers he's got a blow up um, hippopotamus he's in a gym <laughs> he um he goes through 
step one of grip, step two, step three, step four. My job is to be on the T-line behind the kids, uh, giving them corrective coaching and stuff like that. And so he's got this, he's got some very cool imaginative phrases that he uses uh, to go through the Texas two-step and slide, you know, and it's like <laughs> teaching them how to bow forward and how yeah. to put their hands on the club. And yet their, their hands end up in the wrong places. And when they hold the club up in front of them, it's like they're not even looking at the head of the club. So there's no, there's no like connection between this is where my hand goes and this is where what what the club head is doing, and so um, so as I described uh, t- in the last podcast that I was in, that uh, there was this synchronistic uh, happenstance that occurred a- after our lunch break. Juan and I were sharing ideas uh, about what it is to be a golf professional and how our our profession as, as teachers is valued or not valued by pe- by most by a lot of people, and um, and I you know suggested to him that um, he asked me if, uh, what my impressions were and what would I do differently and I in the classes because Juan is a guy who self measures. I mean he's got a journal. He writes down what he did. He takes wants comments. He, he wants to adjust what he's doing. Uh, and so I said, uh, well, yeah, I do go at things differently. And I, I, I explained that, you know, I, my a study of golf is that golf has been played in different ways for uh, at least a few thousand years and that it's a field hockey game and it's a particular kind of a field hockey game. But that... Um, it doesn't matter. The particulars can change. The skills are the same. And so we walked out of the lunchroom, and we walked into the gym, and there were kids in the gym. A gym teacher was in there, and he was, uh, he was doing something in the gym that he'd never done before. <clears throat> and that is he was setting up floor hockey. And so... The kids, you know, grab their sticks and they start. This was the same class we taught in the morning. And all of a sudden, they're, they're not silent anymore. They're actually yelling and screaming. They're swinging the clubs. And they said, this is just like golf. <laughs> and, uh, and, the only, and, so, uh, and so when I went back this past week, uh, Juan had changed the setup in the room. He'd moved the mats farther forward so that there was a bigger uh, area in back and he had set up the two floor hockey goals and he said I want you to do your thing behind the line because I'd said you know I'd said to him one of my couple of my recommendations to him was you got seven mats and you've got 16 to 18 kids so while seven people are doing something nine to ten of them are doing nothing and they're disengaged. So we, we need to have something to do. So so the first week I, you know, made stuff up with balance challenges and and, and partnering up and one, uh, uh, one swinger presenting their hand as, a, as something to strike and the other one measuring to that hand and swinging and doing it with their eyes closed and their and different things. So <clears throat> this week we, um, we did 
everybody had hockey sticks. Sweet. Or, and uh, and the vibe in the room was completely different. You know, everybody was everybody ended up engaged. Um, Juan, you know, it only took him one week, and he was he's a believer, and so uh, so you know that was very gratifying, and uh, um, and you know it it suggests to me it's it's like um, you can go about teaching stance as a for instance you know in the gym that's got lines on the ground mm-hmm. you know and we talk talk about you know angling or or direction of the swing well, how would you go if you were going to angle it towards that wall what about that wall and so the kids of course their stance changes and now if there's a line on the ground that kind of you know runs parallel to where you're going you know you can begin to build you know the lang- a language that would label uh, you know foot position and body uh, stance and say you know we call this, this is generally called open can you see why I'm kind of you can see my whole body can't you when you're standing from the target and now yeah. this and this and that this is square so how do you prefer to stand yeah oh I prefer to stand open Okay, and tour players, you know, tend to stand more like this. Can you do that? Yeah. Can you do closed? I mean, now you can play Simon Says and see how fast they can respond to that and make some sort of a musical chairs elimination game out of it. Yeah. Right? And so, but now they, the, the, the result of that, in my opinion, is that they're not being told anymore by an adult what to do. They're, they're able to make their own choice, and now you set up the possibility that <clears throat> if they discover that what they're doing is not effective, that they may want to change that. I love it. Um, how would this apply to adults who maybe want an adult to teach them? Everyone's looking for a tip. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you make a good point, Andy. Uh, But still, you know, I mean, you you did this very well, you know, a couple of weeks ago with one of your students. And, um, you know, and it reminded me when you asked me the question, uh, you, you took me through, you know, like, what would you do? This is what the student this is what's happening with the student. They have a, a. they have a, a problem with reach. They're reaching too often. They're reaching the hosel into the ball and not hitting it uh, on the sweet spot. And, and it's, it's causing them much consternation. It seems to come up, um, you know, either unpredictably and therefore be, be something that you're, you know, is always lurking and you're always fearful that this horrible mystery is going to come up and that you're not going to be able to solve it, or it comes up whenever they go from a small swing to a full swing, right? So, so, so you know, Andy asked me this question, and I, you know, I had to press my mind to, like, well, what are, what are the fixes that you've used or the causative factors? And so we went through a bunch of things, and we got to, um, 
to uh, the a drill, you know, where uh, two pieces of tape are on the ground, and can you hit this inside tape, and then can you hit this outside tape? And that that although Andy had tried that, it it was unsatisfying uh, as a long term solution, and got to be unsatisfying for the student to do because he didn't see any purpose in it anymore it hadn't because he didn't know what he was doing right he was he was looking for a verbal menu or verbal self-direction as the solution and um and so uh andy uh, in his question like that took me back to where uh we started i started in this and that was Tim Galway's personal research uh, about and his discovery of what he called self one and self two. Self one being the verbal critic, coach, uh, self director, and self two being this the, the person that self one must be talking to, because otherwise, who is he talking to? You know, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that. Oh, you're not go, oh, geez, there you go again, and uh, you know, and all of that stuff. But that that Galway found, and in through a number of experiences and experiments, that self two actually knew more about it than self one did. But um, you know, we're hu- human beings such as they are. That voice is the voice of your ego. Right, and it's not given up without a fight. But how do we know what we know? You know, most people say I only know it if I can verbalize it, right? And so that's that's who we end up talking to. That's who we end up addressing as instructors because that's what our adults expect. But as my uncle Joe would say, how's that working for you? That's my favorite question to ask people. (laughs) So, so, um, so the idea of going back and forth, you know, between doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that, you know, that kind of contrasting, uh, if, if the mind gets quiet, the verbal side, you know, happens to shut up for a minute and and allows the silent doer to become aware. Then, that silent doer learns to the the sensations that it's getting from the the the, the sensations of the body, yeah. um, the proprioception, the you know how you know where you're body is in space even if you can't see it and also the whatever you would call the others the kinesthetics the touching of the parts of the body together the sense of tension and pressure in the muscles and that sort of thing and so um you know in motor learning it seems as if Galway's and Galway's discovery you know, is is right on the money because what you and 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 had shared with Chris and what he 
displayed in that montage, which I believe you were still here and a part of a few weeks ago, were all of these <laughs> rope drills and uh, and things he yeah. played on the television, and he showed Evelyn Evelyn yeah, yeah, yeah. doing the figure eight movements and stuff. Yep. I mean, clearly this is training that is speaking not to the verbal side of the yeah. body. It is speaking to that silent. Yeah. But, it's, I mean, that's hard to do because there's always just the temptation that, oh, like, if we fix this one thing, it might just, like, snap, snap everything in place. You know, like, you're... I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but when I, I remember that conversation that you're referencing and... Like I showed you the video of the student and you told me some answer about how like if his hip was rotating and I don't know, internally or externally, I, yeah. I didn't understand, I couldn't understand it. So I was like, I didn't have to do this a, right. diff- a different way. Yeah. But like even, they're still like, oh, I don't know. I think even as, let's just, even as enlightened coaches, there's still the, the temptation, or not temptation, but of like, oh, if we could just poke at that one thing then that might might do it well you know you did poke at it you poked at uh you know his reach and how he was moving i mean you you could have said and we did say we said andy you know a rotational move you know tends to throw the the path of the swing out Uh, a slide and drop move as you're starting down tends to drop the club and the hands closer to the body and you said that won't work uh, and so we we said, well, okay, let's do something else. You know, <laughs> okay, if that won't work, uh, then let's go at it another way. And in fact, that is probably what he he distinguished, right? How, how did he do it? I mean, you and I would stand on the outside of him and say, oh, he's he's sliding and dropping his arms straight down. Sure. And yeah. now his hands are coming out. Well, we didn't say that. The exercise you right. gave him had nothing to do with trying to follow those directions. He did it just through his intention, his global intention, to hit a tape closer to his feet than hit tape farther away. And what I said to you, you know, you're right about, you know, that he doesn't, that the doctor, as a man of science, does not distinguish hip movement from pelvic movement. And I dare say that very few of us do. You know, so I thought the way he was, he was rotating his hips was sort of like, um, oh, how shall I say, not very sophisticated, uh, not very efficient, you know, from a balance and movement standpoint i felt like when he when he turns his hips his weight goes to his toes and so his his whole center moves out towards the ball and so i still think that that's you know a long term sure a long term yeah. deal i guess what i'm getting at, and when i when i said that like that won't work i i don't think that i meant like that is incorrect information but just that like in the past when giving the student information like that it like makes things like way worse exactly you know because they but but it's like this is like maybe like drawing tying this all together a little bit of like the student wants the verbal cues of what to do they want the tip but the tip is not always 
maybe most of the time like going to help them or you've given the person tips in the past and it has not been it's not yeah. been successful yeah or it's helped them for a minute and then it stopped being helpful long it hasn't been helpful long term because you're not necessarily like teaching them you know they're not they're not actually like learning it you know they're just responding to like your cue of like oh turn your hand this way and your grip and it's like okay now i hit it straight oh okay that's it but now what happens if that stops working now you don't you're not developing you know your ability to to figure things out so it's like the student the student wants these things but it it won't help them long term and so like the coach's job in these scenarios is to try to like lead them down a a better path but it's one that they kind of like it's not like the path that they were expecting or that they like wanted to to, to go down and so that's where like this is that's why like this stuff it's so it's makes it's like oh it sounds it sounds great, and I mean, this is how I like try to teach all my lessons. So I'm not disagreeing with you in any way. I'm just more presenting the, the the problem. No, I un- us, I know? understood. You know what what you were driving at because you did say, yes, I've tried that before with him, and he objects to that, or that hasn't worked in the past, and and so you know, I, I mean, I I get it. I appreciate that, and and I'm not suggesting that. Um, for a minute that uh, what we're opting for are not immediate solutions, not immediate fixes. I think that we are. It's just that <clears throat> there's, a, there's a, a selling job that you need to do, you know, uh, on this subject because, as you say, there's an expectation on their part that the words are the things that have power. Right, and really, that's not it. The words are labels that, like in a uh, in a reference uh, library, that we would use to go search for feelings. You know, it's it's like, uh, but in 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 your case with this particular student. It was their experience, and as you rightly said, you know, if I tell him to slide and drop or to pull, you know, move his arm straight down, his naturalness is not going to be there. He's going to become too self-conscious. It's not going to, you know, other things he's going to forget. He's going to feel like he's forgetting other things that he needs to remember in his checklist. So for all of those reasons, this, I'm, this as you you were saying to me, and I, I received it, uh, is not going to is probably not going to be successful. And so all we really did was we juxtaposed motion experience, changing intention with word commands, and and put them in their proper place. You know, now, is there more selling that needs to be done? Yeah, because, because students will walk away. You know, in the hierarchy of, of going from a state of confusion up to starting to struggle and, you know, not know whether I'm doing it right or wrong and then to getting first results like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting, oh, I think I've solved it. You know, like then is like frustration because – what you thought was the solution is generally some sort of word command, right? And 
and now you've lost it again. Oh, that wasn't it. That wasn't the, the silver bullet that I thought it was. So now you've got to, like, go through a process, rebuild it from the ground up again, reestablish yourself at first results, and then get on to routine performance. Like, oh, now I'm getting regular success out of this. And then confidence is, oh, now I can do this with less brain attention. So I could actually do something else. I could actually put two moves together and then, you know, on up for the other two until enlightenment in this domain is like, oh, man, I own this so much now I can even like I can not only adapt to different situations, I can improvise, you know. So so at any rate, that's where we go. Now, usually people stop people bail out or or they 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 believe the end has been reached when they get a first result. Thanks for the tip, pro. <laughs> pro? <laughs> I guess we're done now. You know, and you know and I know that you know, they're going to come back and say your lesson didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. My lesson didn't work for you. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I sort of like I I didn't do a very good job describing the process, did I? He actually thinks that the power is in the word tip, mm-hmm. and shame on me for for permitting that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like I don't know. It, that's everything in golf coaching that you see out there. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like the only A-list, thing that exists. Leroy Rosasco, you know, some things we make for playing, and some things we make for selling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what sells, sure. you know. So, so yeah, you are bucking, you are bucking, uh, you're bucking it. And I was talking to, um, you know, yesterday to um, Todd Bitzer. He, I, I, I went up and for a work, uh, he worked me, and, um, and and he's you know facing the same thing. Uh, and and he would like to have clients that that come to his door and are are interested committed people you know not pretenders you know that's a that's real work you know and it's tedious because you know that they're not really going to do much with what you're teaching them they don't really get it um and uh and so so he said you know um he he brought out the you know the bell curve example you know you've got You've got 16% of the people are over here. They're never going to follow what you say, right? Yeah. And there's 16% of the, uh, percent of the people over here. 8% of them are going to be like they're in, you know, they're enrolled right away. And then these the other 8% are like, and the ones in the middle, the 64% in the middle is who everybody is marketing to. You know, and sure. so and so to build, you know, your practice, you and as you said to me the other day, you know, hey, I write my 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 biography, my description of myself in such a way, right? Yeah. That but, yeah, that I attract. I tend to attract the people that I want to work with, and so that's what Todd was saying. He said, "Let's generally, you know, considered to be the the path to." Uh, to success is that you want to attract that 
first eight percent, and then the second eight percent, and then if they're influencers, you know, you start to get more of the sixty-four percent, you know, and that's the way, that's the way it's done. But, you know, well, but nothing. You know, most of us just are going with, well, you know, I'm going to take who I get and see what I can do with that, right? And not be that pointed about our, our marketing. Uh, One, as a young, you know, as a young person maybe getting into the industry or a young coach, you will. You will take anyone that you can get as you're trying to build a book. Definitely. Right? And, and that can, that might start to lead into some poor habits as as a coach that you might run into down the road because you're you're trying to please these people that might not be the most enjoyable to work with and you're kind of giving them what they what they want you're letting them run the lesson right and then you're you might get in the habit of just verbally talking your brains out you know to to everyone that comes in front of you and uh and those can be hard habits to break if you want to take your coaching to the next level definitely Um, definitely yeah i mean it I was teaching next to Jansen yesterday, and he, they were doing some cool, like, uh, just getting body and arms and legs working together and pivot and, cool, like, really cool stuff. And then just, like, out of the blue, nowhere, like, the student hit a, hit a bad shot, and just he's like, what was that? Did, did I come over the top on that one? <laughs> and, I said nothing. And, I was like, you're fine. <laughs> like, just hit another one, dude. <laughs> and I told them after, I was like, we need, you know, paint it on the wall up, up top, you know, like I, like 40 feet in the air. We need like words that say, am I coming over the top question mark? And then there's just like an arrow and it's just like a big letter. No. So, so any, yeah. anytime someone asks that, you just point no. and then you can watch them, watch them follow their, the, the arrow. Uh. <laughs> yeah. uh. You know something. Uh. I mean, that is very amusing. And. I think you should get that banner. <laughs> because I mean, really, I just want to hang my head and put my arm up into yeah, the air and yeah. point and just be like, I am, I am not wasting the energy answering yeah. your questions right now. <laughs> and you can do it in very so such humorous posture. Well, and the, and and then you're yeah, exactly, exactly. Then you're kind of training them to be like, hey, if you see my hand going up, you know what the answer is. Oh, there's other ones. There's other things. Uh, there's other things like it, but it's just like people have heard or like did I I I came out of that one, you know, yeah. where it's just like they've heard these these tips before and so there's like they just assume oh that's what i did wrong there as opposed to you know the things that you're describing of like taking some some level of like ownership and aware you know galway talks tons about awareness um like trying to be more aware of what's going on as opposed to just like thinking all these thoughts of like oh that must be a thing that was wrong okay i gotta gotta not do that Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and somehow I think that the, um, you know, creating amusing um, things like, uh, you know, like. uh, Oh, man, we need the video, the video podcast. We do need that video. I know, like the magic eight ball, you know, is like (laughs) that's that's what the brain is, though. You know, like You you have one of those in there. I do. It's back. I left it up in the crow's nest. I was going to bring it in. But, you know. I had a wonderful guy uh, um, before the pandemic. I would work for him for s- uh, some years, and he was a, and he came to me, and and uh, 
you know, he was that kind of a guy. He'd taken so many lessons in his life that, you know, every time he mishit a shot, he had a, a magic eight ball comment about it. You know, it was like, <laughs> just came, oh, where did that come from? I'd ask him, what, what, uh, your brain is just this marvelous popcorn machine. This is like <laughs> popping out these, these answers. I said, that's not what happened at all. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> and I would talk to him like that. And, you know, he was a, uh, he was a very good guy. And, uh, you know, and, I'm, and, I, and he took it. You know, I made fun of him. I said, you don't have any idea why that happened. Yeah. You know, you just make stuff up. And now what do you think that's doing to you? Just yeah. like you said, it's like now you're just like piling more stuff on the wheelbarrow of your mind, and pretty soon you can't lift the damn thing up. Yeah, you know. So, how's that working? <laughs> <laughs> so can I can I share a text yeah. that I got from that sure. student after? So yeah. so a little background um, of him. Great, he's a great guy to work with. Very demanding in the lesson. You know, golf sicko. So just. You know, a lot of temptation in his golf life of Instagram and videos and what what looks good, what feels good, what's working, what's not working, you know, pro tips, you know, all this stuff. So you, perfect, perfect guy as an example of, like, kind of this conversation that we're having. And he, last weekend, went out and played nine holes at Arboretum on that, like, one really kind of, like, 55-degree day, like, the course was freaking open, and he goes, and he plays nine holes, and he comes back to me, I was, he's like, hey, I played, and I, I hit the ball amazing, and I was like, dude, you, one, you played awesome, and two, like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it, uh, so that was, that was really cool feedback to hear, and then he comes, and he comes, and, uh, and the, in the lesson, he's demanding, and asking for for me to fix his right leg, and and he wants more, just kind of this leg work that he thinks is going to give him more. I don't know what he really thought it was going to give him. I I entertained the idea because I knew that it would help with some of the movement pattern stuff to just kind of get him out of some old habits. But I had to frame it in a way that was beneficial, not just like this quick fix or this thing that like, you know, why are we doing it? Right. And so I said, I'm, I said, I'm willing to do this, but I'm going to warn you, this is, this is changing a lot. And you just can't, you just hit the ball really, really well your first time out. Like you are not going to hit the ball good when we do, when we do this. But I said, long term, if you're in it, we'll do it. And, um, and so he texts me after the lesson, the lesson went well, he, he hit it better by the end of it. He was doing what I was asking him to do. He was obviously a little rattled. And I got a text later, or the next day, he said, he said, I'm really sore today. Maybe vanity over consistency is a bad idea. What time works next week? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Very good. And so, you know, it's like I haven't replied back to him, but um, I think it's going to be a great, a great question or a great conversation of, well, you know, i I put him through a pretty rigorous lesson of like here's here's it was a workout you know like we didn't hit that many balls it was more hey this is what we need to feel and these are the reps we need to do to kind of feel what the sequencing that we're trying to do and it was a lot of lower body work and so I and he was swinging hard and fast with some of these ropes and things and so um I'm not surprised at all that he's sore because he's doing a lot of new stuff in a new way and so uh, he's not taxing the muscles that he's used to taxing in his golf swing. So um, I think it's 
it'll be a good conversation to have with him of like, hey, I, we knew this would happen. You know, are are you willing to keep going, or do we want to maybe settle? I don't want to say settle, but like commit more to what you were already doing that was obviously working. Um, so you know, I mean, in the first place, just his self awareness and his humility that he could admit that vanity led him, you know, is commendable. Yes. And and then the other thing about it is that, you know, I I don't know whether you'd agree, I think you would, that, you know, a lot of times people don't uh, think they're learning anything. But I know, you know, from my own experience as an athlete, and especially in the last three years, and I've said this before, that when muscles, in my experience, and joints get get healthy and strong, you don't have to tell them what to do. Right. They do it. Yep. And so what there is to do is not think it while you're swinging and hitting a golf ball, which is where people tend to go. Oh, if I just put my mind down there, you know, that'll be – That'll be good. Yeah. As opposed to just like saying, no, work this on the side, yep. you know, in such a way that it starts to become something that you can do on the fly. Right. You right. know, you know more about it than I do, but I mean. Well, but you're, you're 100% right. And I think, um, you know, just to, to use this, this lesson again as an example is, uh, you know how are you how are you supposed to focus on bending your right knee more in the downswing? Like the downswing happens in a tenth of a second. Like, yeah. it's way you can't you literally can't do that, right? And so, um, going about it that way with a verbal command of "Hey, feel more knee bend on the way down," like that's just useless information yeah. for for everyone. And so. Uh, for him, it was more like, hey, we're going to get on this the teeter-totter board, and I'm going to make you do this movement that I want, that we are agreeing that we're going to try and work on, mm-hmm. and, but we're going to do it through, like, what, what you're feeling with your feet. You know, hey, make the board tilt. Cool. Make it tilt faster. Put more pressure into that. Stop the board down. Okay. Now we're going to do that movement, and we're going to add a rope to it. Okay. Stomp harder. Stomp har- more pressure. More pressure. Like, giving him you know, uh, things to do with his legs that are engaging and not thoughtful and, you know, yeah. in, thoughtful in a bad way. Yeah. So, yeah. Filled with um, thoughts. Exa- exactly. Where then he's just like swinging at a hundred percent, trying to think about what he wants to do, but yeah. he has no time to actually feel what he needs to achieve that. Yeah. So, um, so that, yeah, it was really, really interesting. I think that, you know, what, one of the things that suggested to me and what you're saying is that one, what we need to, to be creative and colorful about is, is uh, identifying that trap or pitfall right? so that it's right out there in front because they're still going to be tempted. Because they think it's virtuous, and they're tra- and they tend to be drawn by their sense of like, oh, I can move and think thoughts while I'm moving, as opposed to, uh, I need to, you know, to train myself. And there, there should be. And I've made a mistake in this regard, but there should be a next landmark for him until you can do this, yeah. don't you think? Where I've always gone wrong is I've jumped to like say, you know, gone farther down the chain 
when when you can hop up and down with a BOSU ball and juggle, you know, five bowling pins. And so because then they want to go immediately to that place right. instead of to the next, just to the next thing. Yeah. And so if you can sell them on the on the path, you know, and, and how that's going to intersect at some point in the future. But I'm not, but I'm only going to tell you the next thing. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the next thing. And all the way along, you're going to be coming more capable. Right. Yeah. But if no, you start to uh, see it getting into your swing because you're thinking it while you're swinging, right. you're in the wrong, you're doing. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. And he's, a again, a, another great student where I can kind of, we can kind of make fun of each other a little bit where Good. it's like, Hey, you're getting, you're getting tempted again. You know, yeah. there's, <laughs> yeah, you know? well, that's a healthy um, relationship. And, and so it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a high energy hour, which is great. So, yeah. Um, you're but doing it good. It, I think there's plenty of people that are similar to him that aren't as humble. No. And, uh, uh and those can be tough. Surgeons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Litigators. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I, uh, I another another one. I have a I have a lawyer uh, student that um, he told me in in the last lesson we're we're picking back up again and again. I, I enjoy our time together, but he he told me straight up. He goes, I don't know, I don't know what you might give some of your other people, but you can give me a lot. I can oh, handle it. Oh man, like, baby. It's like okay, Superman <laughs> said. Okay, like I know you just said that, but I'm I'm not. That doesn't that doesn't mean I'm gonna give you more. Like I'm gonna stick to what I'm doing here because I I have faith in what we're doing here. But um, but he like wanted to kind of give me permission. And I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Which was which was nice. I appreciated him being open and honest. But I was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna work. We're gonna dip our toes in here. Yeah, it's all good. And he, you know, and I suppose you know you could give him challenging exercises. I mean, he, which he's, I do. He's a dog yeah. that wants to chew on a bone. Absolutely, which I commend him for. Which is like so fun to work with him. I was like, oh, if like you want complex things, like I'm going to give you really complex things to do. Yeah, because that's how you operate, which yeah. is great. But I'm not going to do it the way you think. Yeah, right. I'm not going to give you five swing thoughts to try and manage and and whatnot. Right. But yeah. I will. I will give you physical exercises to do that expose maybe what we're not good at yeah and then and then we can work from there cool so, See. Uh, yeah that's a and good, that's what you're bringing to the room too. man i mean yeah. you know that uh, that knowledge and that point of view you know about um you know physical development is like you know this 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 is one of the things that uh to me is just terribly exciting about the vibe that i feel around here and the interactions that uh that I've observed in the last, you know, coming on in the last few weeks. And Andy, you know, you're, um, you know, you're out of the box, you know, thinking in your pursuit of, you know, this, um, this same line of thinking uh, coming, you know, from your own a- angle. You know, sure. Jansen's got his angle and sure. you've got yours. I mean, these are, you know, these are two... Uh, Strong horses driving the pulling the chariot here. Thanks. Wow. Big words, Pete. Thank you. Um, Thanks. All right, we're, we're nearly and out of our time, but Pete, we we end each one of these episodes with our tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm Just a friendly joke. <laughs> if, if you would, um, if oh. you would do the honor of like what, it doesn't it doesn't have to obviously be a be a traditional golf tip, but like what 
what piece of advice or wisdom, you know, could you give to some, you know, imagine someone in their, you know, their mid thirties, they're just, they're driving home from work. They you know, play a couple times a week, 10 handicap, you know, what, what could you give this person that you know nothing about, but <laughs> play floor hockey. <laughs> Maybe that could be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say, uh, no, I would say, um, like Hogan, I would say, uh, you know, previewing the swing, you know, in, in your waggle um, or, you know, some form of, of really intentional rehearsal is a, is a benefit. Now, you know, not, not just mindful ripping. I mean, what they say, what has mo- people when studying practice swings uh, basically say that that practice swings for most people are absolutely worthless. <laughs> that they're always looser than the than the regular uh, swing or the swing at the ball, and the face is always open. And so, so uh, they have no benefit. Mm-hmm. And but at rehearsals and uh, are good things. You know, they they do help program certain ideas, and so. Hogan said after he had, uh, you know, gone through the four lessons about how to grip it, how to stand, how to make the backswing and the downswing, said in the fifth lesson, I never would have put it all together if I had not learned how to waggle mm. and preview the mo- motion that I was about to make. The waggle is a, is a swing motion in miniature, to and fro, to and fro. So what was, I mean, I've seen, like, what was his waggle like? What's he talking about? I've seen, like, just a little bit of a little move before the swing, but it had to be a little bit different than that. No, he, what he learned from Revolta, and, and he would take the club, you know, he would move the club away. And like Stan Utley, his hands wouldn't move necessarily very far, but the club head would move, okay. you know, yeah. from hip to hip or, mm-hmm. you know, just under that. And if he wanted, if he was hitting a powerful driver swing, yeah. he would make motions that would cue power. Okay. If he wanted to make a delicate pitch, you know, over a bunker to a short pin, he would circle above the ball in a kind of a light feathery way, and he would put that feel into his his mm. body. And and the rhythm and the the synchronization or orchestration of body and arms moving together you know he would he would preview and was this like in his practice swing time or like at the ball over the ball over the ball okay over the ball over the ball he would do it it was as he was looking down the fairway you know yeah. to get that one last feel about how this launch was going to match his image of the the blue ball yeah. in flight, mm. as happened in, to MacGyver and Chivas and Michael Murphy. All right. Well, great. Thanks. There you go. Um, guys, thank you, as always. It's great. Thanks. Talk to you again next time. Thanks, Andy. Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life.